This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Right back at you. Lori and Julia show. My talk about our step one. Everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, uh, it's a Wednesday. That means we'll have another vintage scandal. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. I have to tell you something. Yeah. So Holly just mentioned at the top of the hour, you know, um, that we have in the results for the most watched TV and remember how we had um, at the SAG Awards how low the ratings were this year? Well, it was two the AFC and NFC yeah. football games. I mean, Sunday Night Football is huge. Yeah, it's just so huge. I'm mad at the and, NFL right now, though, so well, I don't want to talk about. Football. All right, well, mm-hmm. This Is Us came in third place. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was This Is Us, and then Roseanne. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I just thought, because, you know, it was just, I mean, it's such a well, big they're never going to have the SAG Awards again, if they can help it, on a football championship game. Because, I know like, it. Because, who's, you know. It's just too tough to decide. You were having a fit. I was having a fit, and I was we were there. going. I really was. I wanted to put soap in your mouth repeatedly. Well, I was sure we were on our way to the Super Bowl, Lorraine. Uh, yes, I know. But we weren't even coming close. No. All right, where are we starting? There's well, so much stuff. There's so much. Let's talk. Let's get into Hollywood. So okay. Donnie posted, you have to take a look at this trailer. Charlie Hunnam and Rami Malek, they have remade Papillon. And um, if Tell you everyone the story. So the film is a remake of the 1973 classic movie, which is based on a book, which is based yes. on a true story, yes. starring Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman. And it the, the 1969 autobiography of the same name. It was called Papillon. And this upcoming movie sees Charlie Hunnam playing the Papillon character, which who Steve McQueen played. Okay. Who's framed for murder and convicted to a penal colony on Devil's Island. And we see the opening of the trailer. He's in bed. And with his gorgeous chest and it, having a wonderful scene and then the police break in. And take and, him away. And take him away. And uh, Rami Malek plays the Dustin Hoffman part, which is Louis Dega, a convicted counterfeiter who agrees to finance Papillon's escape from this island in exchange for protection. And um, it looks so Good. It really does. And he, maybe Charlie Hunnam is going to be in something good. We haven't seen yeah, anything good, good since Sons nice. of Anarchy. No, we know he's no. filming his movie in Hawaii, right, but this right. one has been filmed. And in Bleecker Street uh, is the production company that's put it out, and they've done a lot of good movie. But it's a compelling story, the story of survival in colonial French Guyana. Is that how you say it? French Guiana. Guiana. Yes. And, uh, and it's... It, action suspense you know prison um, saga and anyway it looks really good and charlie and boy they really had to get thin to oh, yes yeah, they to did to parts. do that yeah. yes yeah. they did those prisoners uh-huh. i vaguely remember the movie but i more remember oh, reading the book and movie. loving it 
It's an excellent, excellent movie. Excellent. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, so, all right. Cool. So I think it's the time is ripe for that one to be remade. Um, the Oceans uh, 8, of course, that those ladies, they're going to be, I can't wait to see all the fashion that they're going to be wearing. And I wonder how they're going to handle the press that week. If they're just going to break up and all take over the late night. Oh, sure. Well, Because it's so many people. It is so many it's people. Anne Hathaway, Aquafina. That's one word. We'll see her also in, she's Chinese, we'll also see her in Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. And then, of course, Kate Blanchett, you know, Mindy Kaling, Sandra Bullock. It's a lot. Rihanna, right. Anne Hathaway. But they, um, anyway, so they, uh, I think they're going to be fun. They look like they're kind of giddy in their little photo op they Oh, did yeah, yesterday. I think that's going to be fun. All right. Other than that, uh, the awkward moment when the reporter asked them, are you encouraging little gro- girls to grow up and pursue a loof- life of crime? Okay, that idiot should lose his <laughs> right. card. It's so bad. Yeah, 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 I know mm-hmm. it. Okay, let's now, you you t- you found a story today about Gwyneth Paltrow is talking okay. to Howard Stern, and uh, he always asks great questions and gets good stuff out of people. So I'll bet you anything he brought up her Me Too story about Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, uh, that she and Harvey Weinstein once had an incident in a hotel room where he tried to make a pass at her. And um, she's kind of downplaying it there by just calling it that. Peltro said Weinstein asked her to give him a massage while they were meeting to discuss a movie they were working on together. She was hired by Weinstein to play the lead role in Emma when she was 20. I love she's that so movie. so good in that. Yeah. I love that movie. She admitted she was blindsided by the incident then him asking for a massage. She said, it was weird. I was alone in the room with him. It was out of the blue. I was blindsided. I was shocked. And then she went home and told her then-boyfriend Brad Pitt about the incident, and the actor reportedly confronted Weinstein, telling him to never touch her again. I can see him doing that. She said, I told him right away, and I was very shaken by the whole thing. We were at the opening of Hamlet on Broadway. Harvey was there and Brad Pitt. It was like the equivalent of throwing him against the wall energetically. Okay, that is such a goopy thing it to is. say. Energetically. I, yeah, I, so I just, goopy. That is such a but the slander. fact that it's burned into her mind that <laughs> yep. it was Hamlet that she remembered because... Well, he, said, he said, Brad Pitt said to Harvey, if you ever make her feel uncomfortable again, I'll kill you. Or something like that. She mm-hmm. said, looking back, she's still thankful for Pitt's actions. She said it was so fantastic. He leveraged his fra- fame and power to protect me at a time when I didn't have fame or power yet. Mm-hmm. Well, that that is that mm-hmm. is true. But then it makes you wonder why did Brad Pitt to go on and work with him a couple times? I don't know. You know, but I guess in Hollywood, and, but, people. If it's just a producing thing and they don't have to have anything to do with them and they're putting up the money and he said, as long as I don't have to see that son of a... work with them day to day kind of thing. But she said that... um, I love that she's given Brad that She went on afterwards and Mm -hmm. said that a producer then called her and threatened her not to speak to anyone else about it. She told the New York Times, I thought he was going to fire me. He screamed at me for a long time. It was brutal. Oh, geez. The former movie. Harvey called and screamed at her because Brad embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he had no compunction about doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and she was dating Brad Pitt. Yep. The, to call up and she's yep. the daughter. Yeah, there was no way he wasn't going to just try and get. Oh, what a sick. That guy. Sick. Yeah. Here's here's the that one. guy. I don't I, know. He's sick. He's All totally right. sick. You know what tomorrow is, Julia? 
Thursday. The day before Friday. Okay, very Thursday. good. That's right. But two years ago tomorrow is the day that Amber Heard filed for divorce oh, from DEPP. Right before Memorial Day weekend. Oh, gosh. And what has happened since that then? That same day, life? Johnny was at the premiere of Alice Through the, Through the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. It would be another two days before the news became public. And two days after that, she got the restraining order. And then the photos came out. And since then, for two years now, Johnny Depp has had very few PR wins. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And he's battling... Um, he's, He's on tour with the Hollywood Vampires and Mm -hmm. a friend of ours who works with the hairdressers who style him. He has a mohawk with braids. Johnny Depp does? Johnny Depp. That sounds ugly. I'll show it to you. Um, Okay. So the Hollywood Vampires say that with a straight uh, face. And uh, he's arrived in Pennsylvania. And, of course, lots of chains and beads, lots of bracelets. And, um, you know, just showing us he's rock and roll, loud and clear. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that was two years ago. It feels like longer. Okay. I'm going to show you the Johnny Depp. Um, Photo. if you go to Insta, Graham, it's Hair O. Smith. Okay. Okay. If you want to, that's the person who, who we're going to follow to see the, the styling. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about all of this. Okay. Hair O. Smith. I've got it. Yeah. But anyway, and then will I be able to see John? Oh, okay. All right. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. Do you see it here? Oh, Smith. So, so tribal, he's, got a, 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 he's not filming anything. He's just on tour with Joe Perry. And is yeah. it Alice Cooper in yes, uh, the Cooper, Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. Vampires. Here's what he's done is he shaved his head and he kept a little a really landing strip in the middle top of his head, like a mohawk. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of it, there it, is a hotness there in the back. There's just a couple dreads, Lori. Yeah, there is. All the scarves and bracelets. He must clink and clank. I'm sorry. Everywhere he goes. Yeah. All right. So people go follow it. So, and they were performing, of course, at the Turning Stone Resort Casino. Mm. Oh, I had the audio. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I know. Johnny. So Johnny is obviously just, he's got a few weeks off before he hits another movie set. Or something, and I keep meaning to bring in Los Angelinos magazine I picked up in Hermosa Beach. Yeah, because he is on the cover, and I mean, it was unbelievable how great he looked on the cover. But, Photoshop. Well, yeah, he's good looking. I mean, I don't mean that he's not good looking. I think he looks like he's got some of his movie star looks back. Don't you? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. But I sure wish that. I don't know. I guess I wish that he would just come clean about stuff i feel I like i don't like can that we, he's been shady all right can we shady go lady can we talk about danica patrick and aaron Rodgers? if you would like all right so this sunday it will be her last indianapolis 500 that she'll be driving in since 2011 she's been driving in them she has posted during you know they do postings for laps mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. where you're gonna where you're going to start in the lineup. Yes. She's posted um, a four-lap average of 228 miles per hour. Wow. This is her final professional race. She said that um, her relationship with Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, they met at the Epsi Awards in 2012. Okay. They both remember meeting each other. It was probably like looking, yep, you're hot, you're hot. You know, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. And, you know, as one does. And she said, I got his email address. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, not a phone number, just an email address, kind of whatever. And But they've been keeping in contact through the years. 
um, a little bit here and a little bit there. We talked to each other and then every now and again, but it, it wasn't until obviously that they actually had a phone conversation. And he'd call her Chicago. and he, But she was, da- she was dating someone for I know. five years. So how I long know. did this back and forth go on? Were we they don't just know. Friends? We don't know. Oh, all right. It sounded like they were just friends because he was with Olivia Mom. And... Mm-hmm. She broke up with her guy, broke off the engagement in December and was with Aaron Rodgers in January. So I think it was a quick leap. Um, mm, may have been an overlap. Maybe. No, but no, if they had known so? each other. No, they known each other. Yes, they had known so each other. They had a friendship there. Yeah, That's they did. It. And she got tired of waiting around for that guy. Yeah, and she's going to be hosting the ESB Awards. Oh, good for her. Yeah. And don't first even female. tell me the, she's the first woman. She is. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Well, they've been on for 25 years, Lori. All right, come fine, on. But still, okay. I know, I know. But I mean, why do, is it like swimming uphill, giving birth to salmon eggs or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, it, it's swimming oh. upstream. And where I do salmon I don't think salmon can swim it, uphill. Lori. <laughs> but it's also hard. Honestly. You know how hard that is? It is hard. For a salmon to swim uphill on grass spawn. and yes. lay eggs yes, in no water. Right. I and that's what it's like. That's why I'm making the outrageous comparison. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I am outraged. I am too. All right, we'll be right back with the dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. That's our caller for our bachelor party. And Mm -hmm. Holly Hollywood is here with the Dirt Alert today. Hi, girl. Hey, girls. Hey, ladies. Want to update you on the latest from Hollywood and beyond. And we're going to start with Beyond from the state of New York. You guys, Cynthia Nixon is not going to be the next governor of New York. So the state's Democratic convention kicked off today and sitting Governor Andrew Cuomo got more than 95% of the delegate votes to secure the party's nomination for a third term. Can can she be a write-in candidate? Well, unfortunately, she came up short of securing the 25% she needed just to guarantee her spot on September's primary ballot. So she, I mean, maybe she could be a write-in somewhere, but I'm not sure that she would be a a Democrat. It's a a machine. I know. But New York Democratic machine. I but feel like Kathy only, Hartnett would know the whole inside she scoop would, on this. But the other thing I'm thinking of is she has she went straight to governor. Yeah, maybe they don't she, think school board right, or, maybe she wants or to start, city council start or something, something like that. Yeah. You know, if she's really interested in public um, yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last thing I we don't hear think from so. Cynthia Nixon in the world mm-hmm. of politics. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, she was the nicest her, she was oh, lovely she's to lovely. us. Um, when we were on set for Sex in the City, and then also when um, she recognized me. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like six weeks later when we were there at the Patricia Fields Fashion Show in New York. Oh, and she stood up and she's like, nipple lady, nipple lady. <laughs> Forever known. Yelling That's across. me. That's lady. me. Yelling across. And immediately did you jump up? I'm the nipple lady. Yeah, and I'm sitting right behind Andre Leontelli and he's like, nipples, what nipples? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he wanted some nipples he could put right under his kimono, right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Let's talk about Michael Jackson. Yes. Michael Jackson is in the news today because ABC is going to be airing a documentary called The Last Days of Michael Jackson tomorrow night and the people managing michael jackson's estate are not happy about it at all they are uh saying uh that this uh they're really mad especially at disney so here's what the reps for michael disney Jack- owns abc yeah, correct. Right? Oh. so the rep for michael jackson says what if we did a documentary on the relationship between mickey mouse and donald duck and some of the rumors they were drug abusers how would disney like that disney mm-hmm. would not like that nope. they would put a clamp on that well i guess uh that they're not going to be playing any Michael Jackson music? No, they're not. Well, I think the reason that Michael Jackson's estate is kind of mad at Disney is because they have not paid the estate a cent for Michael Jackson. So that means for that they're not... Wait, yeah. So they're probably getting the images, you know, from the Associated Press or from Getty Images, or I don't know exactly That's so where. Cheesy. Yeah, so I don't know what this special is going to be about. I've been reading that it's just going to be a two-hour TV special that pays tribute to Michael Jackson and it's going to look back at his life and also looking at the days before he died back in June of 2009, specifically at the This Is It concert that never happened because unfortunately... We've already seen all this. Yeah, yeah we have. I it's even, like they I even saw the movie something. This Is It. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we I bet it. they've recut yeah. what they already did. We lived don't this. We lived this live time? on the air. Oh my gosh. Michael no. Jackson's death is one of those celebrity passings that you remember exactly we where were. you were. I was sitting right where You guys where were Lori probably is. on the Lori air, right? was we sitting here, and the, neither Donnie or we Lori believe, believe me. Really? I said TMZ he, reported yeah. it, and it was and like And I'm going on, and they're like, she did not, he did not. And I'm like, no, he did. He died. And they're just, we went on and on. And on, and then Farrah Fawcett died. Yep. That same day. Yeah. Yeah. It, she died in the first morning. in the morning, yeah. and then Michael Jackson passed away. That's a that bad same day. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't a very good day. I but, don't really understand why ABC is airing this special, anyways. Well, I don't and know. how they can get away with? I mean, I get. I don't understand. They don't the have licensing. any programming. There's no football. There's no baseball. No, I understand that, but not pain. I mean, every oh. time you think of, they have people on, and right. you know, for photo- right. photographs and well, songs. And also, what kind of special are you going to have about the life of Michael Jackson if you don't have, have access the, to music to perform? to the things that we actually right. care Family about. Inter- yeah, the stuff we do want to see. Yeah, this does sound exploitive. I'm going to DVR it. <laughs> I know, I already did. Will you give us a full report on it? I already yeah, did. see if it's good, but good for the f- estate for calling out Disney on this. It's, it's corporate hypocrisy at its finest. Exactly. Yeah. Kevin Federline is also in the news, throwing it back again to the 2000s. He wants $60,000 a month in child support from Britney Spears. This is three times the amount that he receives now. He receives $20,000 in monthly child support from Britney Spears. And Kevin Federline is claiming that Spears's increased earnings compared with his decreasing income creates an extreme disparity in their son's lifestyles from her home to his home. 
listen, he is, well, Brittany fired back and said, she I did. love this, or her people did. It was his idea to have more kids. Oh, well, he had, okay, so his. But see, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You, Kevin Federline has, he, full, he has custody full custody of those boys. Kids. He's been getting the same amount. He hasn't had a, a support raise. And usually you do get those cost of living or if people make more money, it's in the divorce. It's in the agreement. Okay. No, that is that is a thing. She made $34 million no, last I, year. I agree. She doesn't pay him enough money. You, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, also, I think that he's been very quiet and he's been a great he's dad been a to great, these children. He's not sold out. Right. He's not done any interviews. He only he's got like $1.7 million when they got divorced. cash yeah. payout. So, yeah. I right. Mean, and also, as the children get older, their needs change and, and they're going yeah. to need schooling. They're going to be She pays sports. for all that. She pays for all that. Probably. She pays for their education on top of it. This is just... And he's generous because maybe the kids... Maybe he's more generous with his full-time custody thing than what we know. I don't understand why she is screwing with him. I don't know that it's her, honey. Oh, it's her dad? I think it's the estate. Her dad is the executive of her estate since Mm -hmm. 2007 still. Well, he needs to quit being a tight ass. I know he does. Yeah, totally. Just give Kevin Federline the money. The sticking point is she won't give him... Her tax returns. Right. Well, because it'll show she made right. $34 freaking million dollars yeah. and the fact that she's only giving him mm-hmm. a pittance. If it was role reversed and K-Fed was a woman and it was the guy, everyone would be like, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, everyone I, is like looking down on Kevin well, and I, I think, think he's been a, a stand-up guy. We looked yeah. down on him for a long time. We did, but he's been a complete stand-up guy. Yeah. yeah. Pope is out. Mm-hmm. Pope is now, everyone. All right. The Bachelor, Ari Leyendijk, is in the news today. Not to be outdone by Bachelorette oh, Becca. Yeah. Of course, uh-huh. he has to get in his story, too. Break up. Break up. That's going to be your best bet. <laughs> well, Ari and his fiance Lauren, are one step closer to saying I do. They're going oh. to get married in a private ceremony in Hawaii next January. About 100 guests are going to be in attendance. Okay. Okay, right away, you know this is fake because nobody's announcing they're going to Hawaii for Jack anything, let alone a wedding. The volcano, even though it's just one island, so that is how we know that is completely a thirsty made-up. I don't you know Ari. Ari is making that. I he's, know. he's not getting married right, next fine. January in, in anywhere in Hawaii. Well, we have eight months until <laughs> they break up. Exactly. <laughs> the chances are very great next month they will be breaking up. In this story oh, really? And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <gasps> All right, it's time for us. We are making notes and doing other things, getting ready for to present the amazing vintage scandal of May 23rd, 2018. I was helping Julia with doing? the packing she item was. for okay. a trip that she's going on. I wondered where, I, where you it's going to be colder yeah. than it is here. Yeah. Oh, oh, as usual when you go somewhere. I know. I, know. I bought another jacket with <laughs> yes. the idea of wearing it in Paris. She you buys know, all I, of her coats. <laughs> I see myself this in Barcelona. <laughs> I, I see myself this it's, at it's, the St. Regis on the top of Switzerland's biggest mountain. She's got the best fantasy life of anybody. I know. It's real life, too. Well, it is. Well, yeah, I know. Well, there is that Which I love. too. I know, but anyway, I do really love when I have an image of a coat. You know, something I see it. Yes, I, I love see this. It. Okay, so uh, I thought for vintage skin last week we enjoyed a little royal vintage yes. skin because of the wedding, and I thought uh, the vintage scandal today would be 
tied in with our Paul Stanley from Kiss talking about how much he loved groupies. And I don't know if people realize, and we don't know who is going to be the next great groupie because you never hear from the groupies until usually years later, 20 years after they're no longer a groupie. And the most famous groupie, at least that I know for like, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s is Pamela DeBar. Is she the same person we talked about before? Yes, we've mm-hmm. always talked about her. She's considered, okay. she gave herself the name, the queen of the groupies. And she wrote a band, she wrote a book, Glorious. Right. 1987, I'm with the band, Confessions of a Groupie. And she did the one thing that you want when someone is going to be confessing and she told all a groupie. the details. She told us everything, and it was fantastic. That's yep. what we flip and want. Okay. okay. So who are we going to hear about today? So it's worth revisiting. I looked okay. up. Uh, I'm with the band. She does have. There is a Wikipedia page. Here's what it says. Uh, Kirkus Reviews said it is a classic account of rampant narcissism among guitar egomaniacs. Love it. Mm-hmm. And enjoyed considerable success. And it was very shocking and scandalous because it was really the first time that we'd had a woman declare herself a groupie right. and name names and list her sexual conquests. And there was a lot of slut shaming uh, that went on for her about it because how dare you as a woman be so sexual? How you know right. what I mean? There's was a, she a, a, an English gal or American gal? So wait, I mean, yeah, she. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So she's Pamela Ann Miller. Okay, and um, uh, yes, she. So let me don't 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 get me off track. Right. Okay, so the book was issued in '87. Then it came out in audio book in 1995, in CD. Mm-hmm. And then it was a paperback in 2005, Mm -hmm. and then it came out in Amazon Kindle. Mm -hmm. So that's a long time. You know, that's a lot of ways. That book has stood the test of time. Highly uh, recommend uh, the book. So anyway, so one of the things that would be, uh, if you don't have time to read this super famous memoir, and let's face it, she would have been described as super Super foxy. No, oh. not a slut. Oh. So you try not oh. try not to read while you're listening to me. Okay. That would really help the whole vintage scandal All right. segment. Okay. She was an attractive woman in the day. Super foxy yes. is how you would have described. Okay. 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 Just I love it. keeping yeah. with the times. Right. And she had no personal boundaries to speak of. Absolutely loved sex and she loved rock and roll music. And she screwed everybody. Yes, okay. She did. And she did not only the stars of the band, the singers, but the bass players, the roadies. I mean, she was prolific in in what she was doing. And if you're gonna if you're gonna screw your way through two year two decades of your younger life, yeah, we want to know everything. So here I'm gonna give it to you in a nutshell okay. who she hooked up with, okay? Uh Captain Beefheart. Oh my god. Okay. I don't even know who that is. English 70s, 70s. he had maybe a couple of hits, you would know him, but he just got a hand job. Davy Jones's stand in on the monkeys, hysterical. He just felt up her (laughs) boobs, okay. Hysterical, Bobby Beausoleil of the Manson family fame. Okay, Okay. what what happened with him? They did it, okay. Jim Morrison, she made out extensively with him while huffing Trimar, that stuff that. 
uh, you use in movies to set lakes on fire. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm just telling you. Jimi Hendrix's ba- uh, bass player almost took her to virginity, but not all the way. Okay. Nicholas St. Nicholas, Steppenwolf bass okay. guitar, okay. who did successfully relieve her of her virginity. Okay. Frank Zappa, who then later hired her to be the nanny to his kids. Yeah. So, Tiny Tim, but <gasps> they didn't do it. Oh. They just played miniature hockey and ate candy bars, and he gave her the nickname Miss Pamela, which kind of stuck with her. Because he was married to Miss Sue. I don't know that he was married to Miss Vicky no. at the time. Um, everybody in the Flying Burrito Brothers except Graham Parsons. Okay. Okay, Jimmy Page. Mick Jagger, he also tried to get her, Pamela, into a three-way with her, Michelle Phillips, and him. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. Don't you just love mm-hmm. the night after Altamont? Ooh. Yeah. A Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Robert Plant. Keith Moon. Don Johnson. As in... She lived with him. Yeah, who she cheated on with Keith Moon. And obviously, her eventual husband. So she turned down a date with Elvis Presley. Oh Lori. yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. Uh, and she had. She also writes in her book. You learn about her girl group. The GTOs is what girls together outrageously, openly, overtly. And they kind of worked in tandem as a a groupie posse. Wow. Okay, I'm not really sure everything that everyone did, but they couldn't sing, uh, but they looked great, and they were. You know, they also did some teen girl spoken word thing. You know, they tried to make something. And uh, anyway, uh, people described it I'm at the time when it came out. If you're a kid of the 70s and you read that book, Go Ask Alice. Mm-hmm. This book reads like a super fun, crazy version of Go Ask Alice. They're so- Have you ever read it? Go ask Alice. No, this book. Yes, this book, but a long, long, like when it came out, I wanted to read it because I wanted to know all the dirty details of all the, because I mean, she just did drugs and with absolutely everybody and screwed everybody. And is she like uh, with Jim Morrison? Yeah. She's 69. yeah, she's 69. Jim Morrison, you know, she he was the most beautiful man she'd oh, ever he seen. Was beautiful. He was so gorgeous. Everything uh, about him was uh, perfect. And she said um, she couldn't sleep with Jimi Hendrix. And she goes into the description. She was too young. She was only 17. His charisma was huge. He almost kind of was afraid of her. But, you know. She, wow. But she didn't. She just said, you know. When she heard the end, the the door song. Mm-hmm. This is the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. She said, I had to find out. I I knew I was going to sleep with that person. Is that the, that isn't the name of the song, is it? The end. It isn't. It isn't? I thought it was. I thought it had a different name. Oh, okay. Well, but I know what you're talking about, but I felt like it was a different name. But yeah, this is the end. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This is the end, my friend. Yes, yes. The so end. she wanders. She's living in Hollywood, wanders over to the house that it's coming out of. And there's Jimmy Jim Morrison standing next to his refrigerator in unzipped leather pants, no shirt, no underwear, looking like a rock god singing along to his own record. Wow. (laughs) And she just started, you know, 
I mean, the first time she made out passionately with him was backstage after a Doors gig. Wow. But, I mean, can you imagine? That was her neighbor. And then, you know, Keith, you know, the whole thing with Keith Moon. I mean, I don't was, know. Who's Keith Moon? Okay, the so. The drummer for The Who. Yeah, for The oh, Who. Oh, okay. And You're she, right. It was the end. Yeah. And she, her, her encounters with rock stars happened when she was in high school. And a classmate introduced her to his cousin, rocker Captain Beefheart, the guy she gave the hand job to. He quickly introduced her to The Who's drummer, Keith Moon, who became enchanted with her. And she said, our racy improvisions went on long past dawn. We took handfuls of pills and he drank vodka like he was dying of thirst. He could be light and silly, but he had this terrible dark side. And one night when we were in bed, he broke down and started to cry, calling himself a murderer. And DeBar claimed that Keith Moon, then 23, confessed he'd run over his chauffeur, 24-year-old Cornelius Bolin, outside of a club in England in 1970. And Keith Moon said he was trying to escape a mob of skinheads. Oh, my gosh. And Rolling Stone reported at the time that Keith Moon pleaded guilty to drunk driving, driving without a license, but the court wiped all the charges and the tragedy was ruled an accidental death. But that his death haunted Keith Moon. And Keith told me he blamed himself because he was stoned and he would wake up screaming. It was so sad. It was an accident, but he blamed himself. So, I mean, it is really, she had a front row seat to like the, just the, glorious debauchery and she owned it and she wanted to be like part of it. I don't think it's like that anymore though, Lori. Well, it might not be because of social, social media. media. People can't trust. Stuff. They, you, it can't everyone be can take a picture. Yeah, everyone whatever. can do. Very true. See, I don't think it's like, I mean, there yeah. was a freedom in anonymity in not yeah. having cameras, mm-hmm. yeah. not having phones right. with you. I mean, right. I don't know that people will ever be able to experience that level of freedom because everything yeah. there's cameras in the elevators now I and mean, you know what i mean it was not like this before yeah so it I was th- so much freer yeah so it might that might be a book i would like to go back yeah. and read it because i've I'm forgotten about it i'm with the band is what it's called and she's it's written on several others i know but that is her first <laughs> yeah, that is the first, that yeah. is the one you want to read that is the one that dishes it's kind of like um oh um what's his name and um remember the old uh the, there's been a couple of Motley, the Nikki, Nikki Six. Nikki, Six. Nikki Six. I mean, he wrote a good. I mean, remember the girl who was the video vixens, confessions of a video vixen, Vanessa Stephens, Kareen Stephens, yeah, and her description of sleeping yeah. with, uh, yeah, and there's always, you know, yes, thank you, Donnie. Anyway, but uh, she, it's, it's, it's kind of good, and yeah, I do, I do think that uh, it'd be worth revisiting. revisiting. The love life. If you're interested in, you know, also, you know, crocheted bikinis, Jurgen <laughs> sand lotions, waking up on Jim Morrison's uh, rug, Coppertone, tanning. Yeah, yeah. And for 14 years, she was married to actor Michael DeBar. That's you right. Remember him? Who? Which guy was, was he, he again? Oh, Michael. If, I, if, if look, we saw a photo if you saw of him, him, you'd say, yeah, I remember that guy. That guy. I'm yeah. just thinking of the DeBarge. 
yeah. that Janet Jackson marries. Yeah, yeah. yeah the different spelling. <laughs> okay. And in the updated version, Dave Navarro, Navarro, Navarro. gives uh, homage to her in a foreword by just uh, basically proclaiming, yes, this is the woman who basically screwed all the rock star gods of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Wow. Listen to her stories. All right, listen, that's it. Sorry, it had to be so racy. We'll be right back. Oh, you are done. Get a breath, thinking about the time you said that I was your heart, baby. Trying to understand how a grown man goes on without a body part, baby. I could walk away, I could always cash my chips and I'd be okay, baby. I would be okay and you might be okay. Whatever you want, Pink. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. It's been a humpity hump, hump, hump day. Yes, indeed. <laughs> here's our favorite. We love the double more ways than one. Yeah, here's the favorite headline today. Olivia Munn details the Aaron Rodgers family drama with this quote, neither side is clean, which... We love because it's not only PC, but it's also dishy. Oh, it's so dishy. It, neither side is clean. clean. So it's... You know, she told Andy Cohen this. I, I, mm-hmm. was she Here's on what last she said. night? No, uh, no, she wasn't on. She was on his radio show. She said, I don't think either side of the road is clean in re- reference to his family. But I don't think it's okay to try and stand on someone's shoulder, then throw dirt in their face. And that's what they did. Who's they? The Aaron's family. Aaron's family, I guess. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh my gosh! They've got to get over that one. These these family feuds, they're mm-hmm. you gotta. Everyone just wake up and say, "Okay, I made a mistake." Yeah, I'm guilty for the. You know, let's just all go in and say. Well, she three. told uh, she said, "I think family, fame, and success can be really complicated." Well, that's true, mm-hmm. and maybe she's experiencing yeah. that's from personal experience in her own family as well. She told Andy she was not the source of the family drama. Well, I she'd met the one brother who was on The Bachelor. She right. was friendly with Jordan. I met the parents. And, you, you know, when I, we started dating, he hadn't spoken to one of the brothers and his parents for eight months. Oh. That was already in existence. That was. All right. So yeah. she didn't have anything. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, okay. there we go. I'm glad we've gotten to the bottom of that because that was always out Neither there. Neither side is So, clean. in the immortal words of Shaggy, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Right. That's right. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you. Reese Witherspoon partners with Audible on book club picks. Okay, so, you know, Audible apparently is Wait, trying... She's really gotten a lot of credit for optioning books and turning she them really into something. Because Wild and... Hello Sunshine Eyes. Book Club is the name of her book club. So good. And she recommended Curtis Sittenfield's story collection, You Think It, I'll Say It. And remember, Curtis Sittenfield was one of our, our first... Show. She was our first prep. author, Prep. Prep, the white cover yeah. with the pink and green preppy belt. And we had and, her on for American her second wife. book, American Wife. Yep. God, good memory, Julia. Julia. Now, this is something I didn't know, and she said in a statement Tuesday. Why doesn't she ever answer me when I tweet her? Lori, keep tweeting okay, at her, because Colleen, I was listening to Colleen and Bradley today, mm-hmm. and Colleen um, has a podcast, um, Mimosas and Pepitos, or something. I do, sorry, Colleen, that I don't can't remember. <laughs> something the, with mimosas, yeah. yeah. Mimosas and Pepitos or something, and she does it with her girlfriend, and they talk about different issues surrounding, you know, different people and mental health issues and things like that. And so she reached out. To, they reached out and tweeted Dak Shepard. 
you know, of Kristen Bell, Dak Shepard, who's talked about his own struggles um, with mental illness. And so um, he ended up, they were tweeting back in the instant messengers and then he's on the show. He was on the show. He called the next day and was on the show. So I'm thinking you keep tweeting and Reese Witherspoon, it's going to happen. With yeah, our book ideas. I yeah. think it's going to happen. Her about Ladies Guide to Selling Out. Yeah, you just keep on it. Mm-hmm. because. And now, this is what I thought was interesting. is In a statement Tuesday, Witherspoon said she wanted to expand her own book club experience. I don't know why people just don't know. Yep. And look forward to working with women narrators. The actress narrated the audiobook for one of the most talked about novels in recent years. Harper Lee's Go Set a Watchman. I never knew she. I didn't know she narrated the audio. I didn't didn't know know that because I, I, I do a lot of you know this. I I am not reading. We refuse a Watchman because Harper Lee didn't want. She didn't want it made. Yeah. Okay. But I I thought that was it. I'm going to follow that that elderly lady's you know wishes. Yes. We didn't know, but no, I didn't know that at all. All right, I still don't know really what that means. Is she who knows? picking the books? I mean, I Lori, don't understand at the end of the day, is she reading the books, There's people the who book? don't, can't read or something and don't like to read and like to have books read to them. So for those people that she's going to have a different type of a book theme. It's all part of her empire. It is. Like. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> don't you remember? Yeah. Thank you, Johnny, don't for you Julia speaking. Well, that. Brian Freeman was in here yeah. last week, and he said he is in a partnership with Audible to do write a specific book for Audible. Right. Or the, the uh, authors Kids. interviewing other authors. Well, that's a podcast. But podcast. This, was, okay. this was literally a style of book he was writing just to be read. Right. So this, it was different. Yeah, okay. Well. So there is, within the book... Genre, there's books. I'm only interested in finding books for Reese that I would like to be seen made into TV, limited series, and or movies. All right. That's my goal. I'm going to go back and tell her to uh, make one of the oldies but a goodies then. What's that one? The True and Outstanding Adventures of the Hunt Sisters. One of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. Our favorite books from the beginning of our time. Okay. Or 1,000 White Women. That's a great book. All right, everybody, have a great night. Humpity hum, pum, pum. We'll be back tomorrow to talk penises and vaginas and other things. Whatever else we covered today. But that summarizes our show many days. All right, bye. Job done. Off.